Hello everyone and welcome back to Nine Lives episode 18. 18. Uh, how are we all? Um, I'm so glad you liked last week's episode all about intuitive eating and intuitive movement. I think it's something that's uh, not discussed enough within the fitness industry so it was lovely for me for me to be able to give you some of my own uh, knowledge, my own experience, which is kind of what this podcast is, is like half storytelling and my own experience and half sciencey science. <laughs> um, and I'm glad that you find it digestible as well, because I know that not everyone can sit through uh, lectures or go and read books. And I'm glad that uh, this podcast can be a space where you can learn a little bit as well as hear me tell some stories. So this week, I'm not going to lie, I don't have that much of a plan. I usually have lots of notes written down for these episodes, but uh, this week hasn't been a an easy week for my uh, mental health at all. Uh, I'm currently sitting here <laughs> vibrating with anxiety I think the problem is with my, not the problem, because it's an amazing job that I have and I'm like, I'm so grateful. Um, but my, one of my coping mechanisms used to be that I would self-isolate a lot when I started to feel quite down and very anxious. Um, I would just sort of disappear into my room or into my bed or just, you know, put my head in the sand and not want anyone to look at me and kind of disappear but I'm obviously very visible as a person so it can be quite difficult and you know because the thing is with me is that I don't plan any of my content or <laughs> I mean I plan my episodes a little bit but they they are very it's very natural like it's what I experience in the week is what I usually talk about or I'll have little eureka moments on a run or I'll speak to a client and they ask me a question I'm like oh my gosh this, this would make an amazing episode but everything is very genuine and current with everything I put out so when I'm feeling pretty blue it's you know I, I don't want to show up um, but then I remember I have a responsibility to um, because uh, like I think at out of everything I just want people to know that like no one feels good all of the time and it's been a really interesting oh, I feel like I'm already gonna cry but it's been a really interesting week because I moved into my new house which is something that I've worked really hard for and something I never thought would happen to me and I moved in and um, I sort of had this crashing realization of like it won't make me happy like of course my living situation like I'm incredibly privileged incredibly privileged to live where I live and to have the life that I have but you know the house the car the dog the fiance it it, it doesn't it matters but it also you know it's how you feel in yourself is what matters and I think it's, I've just realized there's a lot that I still need to work on because I was just sitting in the kitchen the other day think I'm just waiting for this to be taken away from me and I'm waiting for it all to end. And, you know, the last few years have been such a roller coaster for me and it's been a very steep learning curve of how to deal with people projecting their shit onto you 
every day <laughs> uh, and how to still feel like your own person as well um, and remain in your integrity. And eh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know, I think what I mean to say is that life is a roller coaster and the good and the bad days, they'll always come, you know, that there'll always be good days, there'll always be bad days and both of them will pass. And I think, you know, something that's almost hard, it's a hard pill to swallow, but there is no eternal happiness or sunshine and rainbows land where you go and you arrive and nothing bad ever happens. And this is something that I've had to work on a lot in therapy is this idea of, I want to be in a in the present moment and I want to be in a space where nothing bad ever happens to me and I want to protect myself from everything bad. But you can't because life is random and cruel and suffering is inevitable and it's just the way that we bolster ourselves up and how we make ourselves strong enough to deal with it that matters. And I think also knowing that in those moments of panic and pain and sadness that that's not going to last forever you know there will be good days to come and when you suffer with your mental health it can feel really unfair because you could be doing everything right and sometimes your brain just tells you oh I'm really sorry but it's going to be a bad week and no matter how much your friends tell you you love you or your parents tell you they love you and you've got all this support that little rotten part of your brain is gonna you know be there telling you that you're not enough and you know it's just it it stays with you I think throughout your life and people who deal with mental health issues will understand this feeling of <clears throat> almost looking over your shoulder all the time waiting or not waiting, but just watching for that feeling. And don't get me wrong, my, co my, my coping mechanisms are so different and the good days far outweigh the bad, but I'll always feel slightly different to other people. And I think that's something that I have come to terms with recently. Like no matter, and it happens everywhere. Like even when I go to like events or races or anything, I just always feel slightly like I don't belong there and I think from the outside looking in you know I'd never want people to see me and think oh she lost all the weight and she's engaged and she has this house and this business and like it's all fine and yeah it's amazing what I've done it's you know it's great and I hope to show people that they can also achieve but at the end of the day you know all you have when you take all that stuff away is you lying in bed at night trying to get to sleep and I think that's when we're our most vulnerable is when we're just before we go to sleep because everything sort of dissolves away and disappears and you're just left with yourself and it's in that moment you know who are you and how do you really feel and are your needs really being met are you covering them up and you know recently I've been really out of routine I've uh I've been struggling to enjoy running which is like <laughs> crazy for me but I just want to keep it super real um and you know what's so funny is even in saying that just thinking back just eight weeks ago 
or maybe nine now when I ran the ultramarathon and I sat here and I was feeling so triumphant and so connected to myself and so wonderful and that period of my life was amazing and I know I know that that period will come again and I'll be sat here in a few weeks telling you some other stories some other positive things but this week just feels heavy it feels like I'm walking and running through treacle and I think just sometimes you just have to let that happen you know, and just say, right, I'm going to do my non-negotiables for myself. You know, I'm going to look after myself as best I can, but I'm not going to feel like a superhero and I'm not going to be on cloud nine all the time. And that's okay. I don't have to. So, <laughs> sorry, this is a total ramble of an episode, but, um, you know, I know a lot of people come and listen to this podcast because you like how real it is and you like, you know, a lot of people say it feels like just having a cup of tea with a friend. And I do think that too. I think of you all as my mates and we're just having a wee chat. And if you were my mate, I would tell you, you know, I'm not having a good week. And I'm finding it hard to formulate ideas and formulate sentences, but I'm still here. So there you go. There's the proof. I'm still here and I'm still showing up. Um, but, you know, sometimes your mind can play tricks on you and it can tell you that you don't matter and it can tell you that nothing you do is good and it can tell you that you're a failure and that no one likes you. It can tell you that you should shrink away, you should hide, you shouldn't put yourself out there, but that's a liar. That voice is a liar. And to anyone out there who's feeling the same that I do this week, know that you're not alone and I'm shouting down my demons as best I can and I hope that you are too. But the one thing we have in common as hu as humans is we have this ability to feel and that's what connects us, our feelings. And just know that, you know, I like to think when I am feeling really sad in those moments of really down thoughts I like to think of all the other women around the world who are feeling that too and in their bedrooms feeling sad and there's like this togetherness in in the sadness and I know that one of them will wake up tomorrow and feel better and maybe that'll be me but we're doing it together and that's the human condition and you know there are loads of memories that I still I've still got to make so I got to keep going on and the only thing I ever wanted with my life after getting better was to help other people do the same and sometimes the things I talk about on social media people don't like them they don't like to hear that someone wasn't washing their face or was struggling to brush their teeth and people can be really cruel and you know I have a really good support system and I've got I've built a really thick skin but sometimes man I think it's just one comment too many and it really gets to me um and then it makes me not want to share anything but I'm still going to because I think it's important and, you know, I like to think of myself three years ago, that Cassia, who she would have wanted to see online and who she would have wanted to listen to and the girls that I was following and how damaging they were for my mental health and my perception of fitness and my body. And still, you know, because I don't really follow fitness accounts online unless it's like endurance athletes. Um, I'm more into like Lord of the Rings memes. <laughs> but 
So, but sometimes they do come up like these, you know, what I eat in a day videos and anyway, just so many, so much content that just really doesn't, you know, I don't connect with emotionally and, and I would have liked to have seen some stories like mine and, and so that's why I keep doing it and I'll just keep on going because this is a therapy session, I think, this week. So I'm sorry, guys. But if there's one thing I've learned about myself that I can say with complete truth is that I'm not a quitter um, anymore. And even when things get hard, I don't give up um, because I bend, but I don't break. Like we were talking in the episode about discipline. Um, this week just hasn't been it. it. Last week wasn't it either. <laughs> I've hardly been able to stay on my routine and my brain is tricking me into thinking that I can't run anymore and I can't do anything anymore but I'm just gonna allow it to be what it is I'm gonna go slower take rest and try again tomorrow that's all that we can do but there was a really interesting talk I listened to with uh, Matthew Huberman and Dr Paul Conti um, which if you haven't listened to that conversation, please do. I can't believe those resources are free. It's insane. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you listening also listen to Huberman. If you don't, please look up Matthew Huberman. He changed my life. He's a neuroscientist. But they were talking about what the principles of good mental health is. And Dr. Paul Conti said that the two principles he believes are agency and gratitude. So a life that is led by agency and gratitude. And what he means by that, and I'm paraphrasing, um, is someone who is able to be grateful for things, the small things, not, you know, not, not so much the big things, but just grateful for ev little things every day. And someone who leads their life with agency. Agency is, you know, control over your life and control over your decision making and the path that you take and feeling like, you know, you're the captain of your ship. And I always notice when my mental health is suffering that I'm unable to connect to those two things and I focus on the bad and I'm not able to feel as grateful and I feel like I'm not you know I'm not living with agency I'm living for other people and I'm starting to people please and I'm going back to the 14 year old Cassia who was being bullied at school which leads me on to something I I did want to talk about in this episode which is uh toxic cycles with others and yourself um because this week feels really fitting to talk about this because I'm feeling the effects of the things that I have been through just the ghosts of my past that still haunt me to this day and a lot of people ask me to talk about relationships romantic relationships and friendships and it's a difficult one for me to talk very openly about simply because um as much as I talk about fitness and my journey, I do keep my friends and family and private life private. And I sometimes find it difficult to talk about experiences I've had with friends in the past because I wish them all very, very well. And I've forgiven everything that's happened. And I wouldn't want anyone to think that I'm speaking badly about them or gossiping. So I'm going to try and tell some stories without being very specific because I think it's really important for people to understand the behavior that happens in your life now 
is almost always informed by things that have happened in your past. And if I'm talking about this from a counselling perspective, and I'm not a counsellor, but I have, my best friend is a counsellor, and I have a counsellor. So this is just what I've learned from them. But you live your life in patterns. So there are cycles of things that you go through, and they will repeat, and they can be good or bad, and they will repeat until you break them. This can be in relationships, romantic or platonic. It can be with food or movement or alcohol or like everything, anything. Everything is a cycle because as human beings, we are habitual and we have patterns and we like to do things that we know are safe and familiar. And we build these pathways for ourselves and we'll follow them until the day we die unless we break them. And it's something that I see happen uh, a lot with uh, young people and older people in romantic relationships. Um, you know, I think that nowadays, especially romance and romantic relationships are getting more and more toxic from what I, from what I see from the outside. I think uh, in part because of social media, but because of the instant nature of of life and society nowadays, um, people find it very hard to connect to the slow burn that love should be in my opinion um it's the same with anything people find it hard to do hard things for a long time um and not give up I think because there's always this feeling of oh I could just get something new quickly and you know put a band-aid over a bullet hole with that so I mentioned earlier but I'm always slightly waiting for good things to end in my life uh I, I have a lot of um I've had a lot of things happen that have been very sudden and very sad uh and very shocking in my life and I, I've, I've spoken briefly but I've lost people in my family close to me in quite uh just in not nice ways very suddenly and uh I've also had a string of pretty nasty relationships um of which I maybe one day I'll tell the full story but I'm not entirely comfortable <laughs> telling the full one today I hope that's all right guys but I um I grew up feeling very different to other people and being made to feel very different to other people and I entered into different friend groups especially within female friendships and female friend groups of people who I latterly now realize were bullying me but I thought that they were my friends and when I recognized the relationships that I had with them they were very similar to the relationships romantic relationships I had with men later on in my life because I always felt like there was something wrong with me and there was a void missing inside of me and I was trying so hard to fill that with other people who were not good for me and growing up and going through this, I, I have realized that all of the patterns that were making me feel the way that I did, or at least the way that I was acting, I recognize now that they were not good for me and that I was actually covering up other issues that needed to be addressed because it is so much easier <laughs> so much easier when you're feeling sad or feeling blue or don't feel like you're enough to cover that up with alcohol, food, people, partying, 
video games, whatever. I mean, I still love gaming, but you know what I mean, in extremes. Anything like that, you know, that is just a quick fix to cover that void. And when you're feeling self-conscious and you feel like you lack something, whether that be through, you know, your family has been uh, not supportive and made you feel like that or people that you've grown up have made you feel like that, it's going to be really hard to recognize that you're self-soothing with people or substances because they make you feel so much better. And something that I realized and a real issue for me was meeting the same person over and over again. The first iteration being a very close female friend I had growing up. Just little things that I look back on and think, my goodness, I would never let that slide now and I wouldn't be friends with someone like that. But <clears throat> I remember her once saying when we were getting ready to go out for the night uh, that she wouldn't be my friend anymore if I ever lost weight uh, because she liked being the hot friend. Uh, you know, she would talk down to me in front, in front of, of guys if we were ever around boys. I mean, there were just so many stories I have of little things that happened that when you're young, you don't realize what that person's doing, positioning themselves that way in a place of power above you. You don't realize that that's bullying because you think that your friendships at that age, that's all you have are your friendships and your community because there's such power placed in that as you're growing up, especially in school, when all of those hierarchies are forming and you don't want to be bottom of the pile. People will do anything to fall in with the popular kids or be seen in a certain way when you're young because you do feel more self-conscious because you don't know yourself as well. And that person that you meet and is abusive or horrible and makes you feel a certain way, you will meet that person again and again and again until you begin to heal what's really going on inside of you. And it's not your fault. It's that these people are often drawn to people who feel less confident or feel like they're lacking in something. Because what happens when you're bullied, usually, is you never want someone else to feel the way that you did. So you will do anything for people to make them feel heard or seen or comforted I mean I got myself into emotional physical and financial trouble when I was trying to take care of people who were just mistreating me and I met the same person again and again and again until I got to the bottom of why I was trying to fill a void inside of myself and the problem is when you're a caring person or you develop people-pleasing tendencies, it can be very difficult to realize what you're doing when you're trying to save these people who cannot be saved. Your energy, and this comes back to the episode on discipline, but your energy, sometimes you have to be selfish with, especially if you are an empathic person and you take on the problems of other people and you're constantly trying to fix things. You have to be selfish a little bit with your time and be honest with yourself is this person good for me does this person want what's good for me or are they using me to make themselves feel better there's another thing I realized in in my romantic relationships up until you know four years ago three years ago um 
is that because of the experiences that I had at school and, you know, I had a lot of boys, uh, well, they would date me in secret, so they wouldn't let me tell people that I was their girlfriend or that they were meeting up with me because they were so embarrassed. I had a lot of boys spread rumors about me at school and lie about me and write things, you know, on my desk. And I mean, like, yeah pretty bad things and that stuff as a young girl when you're growing up when you know you're struggling with your weight I'd started to lose my hair this bullying was happening you know it you feel so isolated and all you want deep down is for someone to love you I think that's all we're searching for is for someone to love us and looking at other people and looking at the other girls at your school and wondering why it all looks so easy for them and they're so beautiful and you start putting them on a pedestal and you then start talking down to yourself saying oh if you were more like her but you were born wrong you know there's something wrong with you that's why people treat you like this there's something wrong with you and when you grow up you realize there's actually something wrong with them because you'll find your tribe and you find yourself but in those moments when you are 14 and you feel so different and people are making up rumors about you and the bullies are writing things online about you and it can be so, so difficult to recognize that you are filling up that void of love with people who don't deserve your energy. And what I've realized about love now is that it should feel calm. And this is something that a lot of people I've spoken to who've had similar stories to mine is you find this comfort in the chaos of whirlwind relationships, alcohol, partying, food. There is always a slight chaos to life. And when it's quiet, that's when you have time and space alone with yourself to hear your thoughts and to hear what you're really feeling. And that can be terrifying. And I know now when I'm feeling the most secure and when I'm feeling the happiest is in those moments of stillness where there's no one in the house, there's no music playing, there's just me and I'm just sitting and I feel okay. And and I think if there's anything that I want for my life, it's for those moments to always be there for me because I know and I still have these patterns now because I'm still on my journey I can notice when I'm feeling bad when I start needing people around all the time or, you know, I don't want my fiance to go to work at, at the weekend because I don't want to be alone at the house or I need music playing all the time or, you know, I need distractions. And yeah, my coping mechanisms are completely different. You know, I'm not going to go and buy a bottle of vodka and start drinking that or take it around in a flask with me for a year. But I can still notice those little ghosts coming up and it's all because of what has informed my relationship with myself growing up and at school, the things I went through. And as a young adult being made to feel like I was different to the other girls and wondering why the boys didn't want to speak to me or why girls were being so cruel and leaving me out on purpose. And those little things, they're like little tiny daggers that just go into your skin and the scars, you know, they heal, but they stay with you throughout your life. And I grew up 
desperately clawing for approval and love from other people. And it got me into some really bad relationships that I'm still working through. And I thank God that I met the man that I am now with because he's so calm. (laughs) He's such a calm space for me. And I never thought that that would be possible to have a relationship that feels so still and, you know, strong. And he doesn't need anything from me. He could not care about my income, how I look, where we live. (laughs) He just wants me to be happy and calm. And it's difficult for him uh, when I do have these little moments of suffering from my mental health because he believes in me so much. And it's I think it's hard for him to see me doubt myself, which I do a lot. Uh, and I think breaking those patterns, it's very difficult and it takes a lot of time, but it is possible. And if you could do one thing, it's just ask yourself, what are the people in my life giving me? Do they love me for me? Do they support my goals? Do they align with the future that I see for myself? A lot of people, when you start to heal and change, are going to hate it. They're going to absolutely hate it. They're going to want you to stay at the bottom of the lobster pit with them. You know, there's the analogy of the lobster. They're all in a bucket and one lobster starts to climb out and the others start pulling it back down because they want it to remain at the bottom of the pit with them. Uh, And we spoke about that a little bit in episode 13 about the tall poppy syndrome. But it's similar when you do start to set boundaries and stop people pleasing, you will lose a lot of people because people, they're used... People either use you or they're actually your friend. And a lot of people just want to use people to make them feel better about themselves or to do things for them. And when I stopped being available so much for other people or being around to party until 8 a.m., three nights a week, or having less time and wanting to work on my goals, a lot of people found it very difficult. And naturally, you will find yourself aligning with the ones that want to support you and the ones that want to help you heal. And you'll also attract new friendships, which is something that is so beautiful for me because I have a whole new group of girlfriends that are people who I just think are so bloody wonderful and have come into my life through through work, really, through my coaching business or videographers podcast producers you name it they're all talented and amazing and they're people who I'm really proud to call my friends but you know I met them I'm 29 (laughs) I met them at 29 and my mum also so my mum went and studied jewelry when she was in her 50s her late 50s and she met a whole new group of women in her late 50s who she's now really still good friends with so I think it goes to show that what happens to you when you're little, even though it's informing how you feel about yourself, you have the chance to have a brand new life after school or after uni or whenever. You can you can start over whenever. That's the beautiful thing. You don't ever have to be stuck. 
And I'm saying this to myself because I probably need to hear this today as well. But if it's not serving you, let it go and move on and do something different. There are people who will just suck the life out of you. And I see it a lot with my clients. And it's a tricky one to navigate, you know, friends who aren't supporting their goals of wanting to become a runner or trying to drag them back down. Partners who, you know, don't support them going to the gym or won't support them in racing. And, you know, it's a really difficult one. And what matters most, of course, is always your relationship to yourself. That's the most important thing because that will inform the relationships that you have to other people. And when you become stronger and more aligned with yourself, it becomes easier to see who really cares and wants to support you and who doesn't. But something I do want to say as well is it's really, really important to remember that while you're feeling all of these emotions and you're working through all of these things, so is everyone else. And sometimes it's hard for people to show up for you in the way that you expect them to and they won't always be able to and that doesn't make them a bad friend. That just means they're dealing with their own stuff. So I've had a couple friendships where I perhaps was wrong in the expectation of needing them to support me in all of these crazy things that I'm doing, whether it be races or business or podcast or whatever. But actually, on reflection, they have their own stuff going on and expecting them to show up for me in ways that might be a little bit unrealistic for them is unfair. And it's also okay to just have a little bit of silence and get get on with things on your own, just quietly. Just do it for yourself. I think that's a really big thing. But communication is really important too. And, you know, in all adult friendships, there's so... Well, in my adult friendship, there's so much communication because if you're feeling some way and you're finding it hard to show up for someone, it's always important to say why. And that person will then understand and say, that's fine. Of course, no problem. I hope that they will be like that. But to bring it back to <clears throat> the romantic relationships, you know, I met the same person again and again and again, and the cycle would happen of we'd meet. It would be a very intense um, love bombing, drunken, five-day whirlwind of like, this is the person I love. They make me feel amazing about myself. I have huge butterflies. I'm euphoric. All of these chemicals are rushing through my body. This is it. This is the answer. Everything else falls by the wayside because they're filling that void inside of me you then date for a little while reality sets in or you sober up and they discard you or they go cold or they send you a long message saying you're an awful person and you go back down into your depression and then you meet the same person you have a whirlwind romance they fill you up and up and up with love and you think this is it this is what I've been looking for I feel okay about myself now I feel safe but always I feel slightly unsafe because I know I'm putting all of my worth into this person. And if they leave, I'm terrified. So I'm going to begin clawing at them and keeping them super close. And I'm going to start acting really weird and neurotic. And they leave. And you're back down into your depression. And then you meet the same person again in a different form. The cycle continues. So for me, what I had to do is uh, I took a vow of singleness for quite a long time just while I worked on my own stuff and realized that 
your own issues project into the people that you meet. And it's so true. And then I'd sort of been on this journey for a couple of years before I met my now fiance. And funnily enough, he's he's sober and his lifestyle is very akin to how I live my life now, which is time in nature, time with family, time with animals. Uh, you know, he, we just have very aligned ideas about life. But if I'd met him a few years ago, we'd have nothing in common. So it's just interesting that the work that you put into yourself and into your life will hopefully then attract the people that align with you in your true and happy self now. And I think that's really beautiful because like I said before, you don't always have to be stuck. There's always hope for change and there's always hope for a better life in the future with better people or not better, let's just say different. And that's what's so exciting. You can change over and start again. You can cut your hair, you can change your clothes. You can say, I wanna be a ballet dancer. You can do anything you like at any point. I mean, if you told me, I'd be in the position I am now four years ago. I'd have laughed in your face and poured myself another glass of wine. So you're not stuck. But I think thinking about the people you're with and whether they're sucking you dry of your energy or they're building you up is a really, it's a good place to start because although it can feel scary when you put your safety in other people, What's most important is that you have a steadfast and safe relationship with yourself and you are able to make yourself feel better without the need for other people. And if you're listening to this thinking, oh my God, that sounds like me, that cycle sounds like me, that's okay. You're not doing, you know, this is not your fault. Don't beat yourself up about it. Just question whether you could break the cycle and whether it's something that you would like to change and if it is maybe you could begin by trying to bolster yourself up without anyone else's involvement meaning you know if I was to be alone tomorrow without friends or without a fiance or without cowboy my dog how would I feel in an empty house with no belongings with nothing how would I feel and who would I be then? What would I do? What would I think? How would I feel about myself? And it's important and it's good to realize that you can get yourself to a place where in that moment you would feel okay and you would feel safe. Of course, that's a dramatic example and not everyone's going to leave you and your house isn't gonna burn down, but that's actually, it's a Buddhist principle to think of who, who you are without everything in your life, without your clothes, your possessions, your house, your home, your job title, your money. Who are you and how do you feel about yourself? And it was solitude that really helped me. Almost like building a house, build those foundations for myself of safety and security within myself. And I know that, of course, it would hurt. But if tomorrow I was left all alone... I'd pick up the pieces again and I'd feel okay to continue on because I trust myself. I trust myself to make the decisions that are going to serve me best for my future. And it's taken a long time to get here. And people will always be cruel and there will always be nasty people out there because there are a lot of unhealed human beings walking around this earth, unfortunately. Not all of them are doing the work like we are. So thank you for listening to this. If you are uh, 
if you are trying to do the work to your, for yourself, you're an amazing person for doing that. Because truly, yes, we're doing it for ourselves to get better. But what people don't realize is when you start to heal, you heal the people around you. You heal the cycles of relationships that you are in. You heal the world. It's a beautiful thing that you're doing. You are amazing for trying. Like, if you want to be kinder to yourself, you in turn will be kinder to other people and you break the chain of pain. And that is beautiful. So well bloody done. And people don't hear this enough, but I am so proud of you for showing up and doing this. And I'm proud of myself because, man, life just wants to hit you down and people just want to see you fail. Oh, they want to see you fail. These gremlins out there, but they're not going to dampen our shine, are they? They won't. We won't let them. You've got to keep shining. So I'm sorry if that episode was all over the place there. I really just needed a little bit of a brain dump this week and wanted to touch a little bit on toxic cycles because I, I'm currently trying my hardest not to enter one this week. And I'm trying to keep my head above the water and just, you know, change Change has always been quite difficult for me. I think I love my routines and I feel very safe. And there's been two huge life changes recently that have just thrown me for a bit of a loop. So I'm just trying to land on my feet and steady myself. And I'm sure by next week's podcast, I'll be in a much better mood and not fighting back tears. <laughs> I promise. Um, but I hope that that episode landed with someone at least out there and you know I'll talk uh I'll talk more about relationships um I think it's it's a huge broad topic especially romantic relationships and you know I'll never give out dating advice or anything like that because that's not my uh, not my specialty at all but I think there is something about the mirrors between the relationship with yourself and the relationships with others that's really interesting when you start to realize that you know you are a mirror to the world and others are a mirror to you and we're all just projecting and reacting and absorbing other people and it's 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 fascinating and the more that you know and the more that you realize this the better decisions you can make about the people in your life and also how to safeguard yourself from people who are energy vampires or narcissists or, you know, all of these things that people are walking around the world because you deserve friends that make you feel like you're magic and friends that support you even when you want to cry <laughs> and you deserve partners that love you for you and not for what you have or not for your partying or anything, just for you. You deserve that and you deserve to go out into the world and try and find it. So with that, I will leave you this week. Thank you for listening. I promise next week I'll have just a very well-researched, really useful episode. But um, yeah, as always, I love to hear from you on Instagram. Hit me up. Always love discussing these episodes in the DMs. I'm always voice noting people chatting about uh, ideas for future episodes or just sort of having a discourse about what I speak about because it, it then feels like more of a conversation. Um, ah, nearly forgot. We end on a poem, don't we? Every week. This is a very short poem this week. Um, it's actually one that came up on my For You page. Hilarious. Um I've been off TikTok for a while, but I recently went back on it and now I'm off it again because I hate that place. <laughs> so it's not for me. But this came up on my For You page, you know, one of those uh, 
highly emotional slideshows that always get us. But uh, this is a poem by Michaela Anjmir from a book called There is Room for All of You Here. And it's very short, but it's very powerful. Look at how you've grown, even without the sun. So there we go. I'll end it on that. Love you all. Speak to you soon. Until next week.